equities is still pretty positive. Toby, thanks very much. Have a great weekend. That's Toby Lawson, the CEO of Society General India. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. A final look at the markets for this week. In Australia, the ASX 200 is up about 0.9% at the moment. In Japan, uh, the Nikkei 225 up 1.3%. Uh, the Cosby also doing well this morning, up about two-thirds of a percent. And looks like the Hang Seng uh, is going to rebound a little, maybe not as much as some of the other markets. Futures markets indicating about 50 points onto the Hang Seng at the open later on this morning. In the commodities markets, uh, Brent crude oil a little bit firmer this morning, $62.52 a barrel right now. And gold is at $1,728 an ounce. Thank you very much for listening this week. Do have a great weekend. Stay tuned to Radio 3 for back chats with Hugh Chiverton and Andrew Work in just a moment. The weather forecast, mainly cloudy, sunny periods during the day. The maximum temperature is going to be about 25 degrees. And then the outlook is for sunny periods in the next few days. It's going to become hot uh, and humid over the weekend and also hot during the day next week. 20 degrees right now, 74% relative humidity. It's 8.31 with the half-hour news. Here's Samantha Butler. Capital outflows from Hong Kong banks to Canada reached record highs last year. The figures from Canada's anti-money laundering agency are the first evidence of significant capital flight following anti-government protests and the imposition of the national security law here. Carolyn Wright reports. Fintrax says it recorded almost 35 billion US dollars in electronic fund transfers last year, up 10% from 2019. One lender, Equitable Bank, told Reuters news agency that deposits surged just after the new national security law was introduced in June. Fintrax captures only a fraction of legal inflows into Canada because transactions via cryptocurrencies between financial institutions or under 10,000 Canadian dollars aren't included. Hong Kong has said the city hasn't seen significant capital outflows since anti-government protests began in 2019. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority said the in and outflows were in keeping with the function of an international finance centre. The Foreign Ministry has sanctioned organisations and individuals in the United Kingdom over what it said were lies and disinformation about the situation in Xinjiang. In a statement, it said it sanctioned four entities and nine individuals, banning those people and their family from entering Chinese territory and banning Chinese citizens and institutions from dealing with them. It comes after a coordinated set of sanctions imposed by the United States, European Union, Britain and Canada against Beijing over what the country's called human rights violations against the Uyghur Muslim minorities in Xinjiang. Beijing already applied retaliatory sanctions against the EU. North Korea says it's successfully tested a new tactical guided projectile with a solid fuel engine, firing two projectiles at a target 600 kilometres into the Sea of Japan. State news agency KCNA said the weapon could carry a payload of two and a half tonnes. Yesterday's launches were the country's first ballistic missile tests in nearly a year, with the US, Germany, France and Britain condemning them as violations of UN Security Council resolutions. President Joe Biden says he's made it clear to President Xi Jinping that the United States is not looking for confrontation, but would insist that China play by international rules for fair competition and fair trade. Speaking at his first formal news conference since taking office, he also said he wouldn't back down on freedom and human rights. I made it clear that no American president ever backed down from speaking out of what's happening in the Uyghurs, what's happening in Hong Kong what's happening in, in, in country. That's who we are. 
the moment a president walks away from that, as the last one did, is the moment we began to lose our legitimacy around the world. President Biden opened the news conference by doubling his original COVID vaccination goal, pledging that the U.S. would administer 200 million doses by the end of his first 100 days in office. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chiverton, your co-host today is Andrew Work. Andrew, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. Today we're talking again about COVID-19, aspects of COVID-19 and the vaccination program, and also later about magnetic levitation. Vaccination of BioNTech shots is suspended, of course, as the drug manufacturer conducts an investigation into packaging defects among a batch used in Hong Kong, but there's no suggestion that the shots themselves pose any safety risk. According to some local experts, though, the level of defects in the vaccine in Hong Kong is not particularly high, and they say countries overseas have not suspended their inoculation programmes despite packaging faults also being found in a small number of products. Well, what do you make of the suspension? Will it deter people from getting COVID jabs? What about the option of mixed inoculations are there enough guidelines for the public and the doctors let us know your thoughts you can leave a message on our facebook page that's backchat and rthk radio 3 you can email us backchat at rthk.hk or you can call us and our number is 233-88266-233-88266 and then after 9 15 we're going to be talking about a proposal for an intercity high-speed maglev train to connect to mainland cities and hong kong uh, that's the kind that's uh, used in uh, Shanghai, if you may have uh, been on that. Uh, what do you think of extending it to Hong Kong? Once again, our email address is backchat at rthk.hk, or we look forward to hearing from you on the telephone, 233 um, you, let's, let's kick off with a, with a, with a maglev uh, email. Uh, Alan says, uh, maglev trains have been a dream technology for decades. They are restricted to a few short vanity lines due to immense cost. Uh, Hong Kong has already urinated away $100 billion on a high-speed rail link that will never return its investment. On the same patriotic principle of throwing all our money at useless white elephant cross-border projects, Carrie or her successor will pour as much money down the rat hole as possible. Though by the time maglev is a real thing, Hong Kong's coffers will have been completely emptied. It will be a rundown suburb of Shenzhen, so it's all moot. That's uh, good news from <laughs> Alan. Uh, on uh, our first topic uh, today and the uh, BioNTech uh, t- delay, uh, Philip says, uh, also emphasised by Dr Constance Chan and Professor Sophia Chan, that even if the 42-day time frame is missed under investigation, they would not require people who were jabbed the first dose to retake the first shot, uh, only that they should take the second dose as soon as reopened. That's something we did touch on, on and yesterday as we, uh, as we spoke to uh, our guest, uh, Dr Alvin Chan, paediatrician, co-chairman of the Advisory Committee of Communicable Diseases with the Hong Kong Medical Association. Uh, Dr. Chan, uh, thanks for joining us again. Yes, good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Um, so do we know any more about, about the, um, uh, what happened? Uh, do we know any more about the number of cases? Because uh, as we've been hearing, um, some, pharmaceut- some uh, uh, pharmacists have said that this happens in other places and they haven't suspended um, the, the whole programme. Uh, what do you make of what we've learnt? Um. I had not yet received any announcements from Biotech itself uh, 
uh, I, I, I am uh, quite uh, surprised that uh, the Hong Kong authorities had they had said that they had uh, already um, thrown away, or they they had um, discarded all those problematic faulty uh, uh, bottles or the vials of the vaccines uh, when they were detected to be faulty. And uh, so that means we didn't have those uh, bottles as the evidence or for the company of BioNTech to check what had happened to those um, 50 bottles. And uh, so this surprised me because in any case, if they were detected um, problematic, I guess, say for commercial or any um, criminal investigations, the police always asked us to don't, don't move anything because everything could be of evidence uh, in the later investigation, isn't it? So I, I just doubt why all those 50 vials have been um, disposed. Uh, I, I appreciate that uh, the government has said that all those uh, vials found defective were not administered to any vaccines, and that's great. Uh, but however, I think for the company to investigate what are the problems, at least these 40 bottles need to be uh, examined carefully, meticulously by the company. And this is an important part for us, for any parties at stake, uh, to, to really solve the conundrum. Uh, so, uh, uh, in fact, I, read, uh, I searched the international news, of course, uh, New York Times or Forbes or uh, Bloomberg had all reported, but uh, I, I had not yet found uh, what BioNTech had announced itself. Um, it's all, always... Uh, they reported in Hong Kong that it's, it's the BioNTech uh, that Fawson, Fawson had said that BioNTech asked them to stop, but uh, I had not yet discovered any discrete statement announced by BioNTech itself. So I'm still waiting for such evidence. I had not yet got any details or clues. But it's, I wonder if Radio Hong Kong had got any. It's, how are they going to make an announcement if they don't have anything to base an announcement on? So that's why that, that's some, something they have to say. That, uh, <laughs> say, for example, if I am, if I were involved in the company, still we have to say that oh, we had known, uh, we were informed of such things. Oh, we have been told of such things because Hong Kong said that the fifty vials were not detected just on Wednesday. It's quite some time before that. Hmm. And uh, so this problem must have been reported to Fosun and then reported to Biotech. Sure. Biotech uh, should have known it before. So why it didn't say anything? That uh, I think that is something they, they need to swallow and they need to declare, say, oh, we are investigating. Or they said that oh, we had not been uh, informed clearly. Uh, we had not uh, f- uh, been returned those pro- problematic uh, bios for us to investigate what happened. And uh, they should have, say, for example, a guarantee that uh, they've on their part of the manufacturing uh, is not a problem because uh, yesterday uh, some of our, say, pharmaceutical, uh, sorry, pharmacist representatives said that most likely it is 
originated, uh, the problems originated in the process of manufacturing. So that is quite pinpointing <laughs> the pharmaceutical yeah. uh, biotech. They should respond, I think. Is, is there a systemic problem with how we think about data and results in Hong Kong? I mean, we, we bring in Sinovac without the final results of phase three trials. When we have a problem with the BioNTech, we dispose of the evidence rather than let it be investigated. I mean, is there is there a systemic problem here that Hong Kong is not collecting data or taking process seriously? Um, I, I heard that, in fact, uh, uh, of course, the uh, University of Hong Kong or Chinese University, when they also, they are running uh, vaccination centers as well uh, with BioNTech. Uh, they said that they will also do some studies, but I don't know in what exact studies they are carrying out. Um, well, I think it would be great if uh, we would have uh, uh, ongoing um, real-time studies like the Israel and the Singapore government. Mm. When they were uh, having the vaccination program rolled out, they really collect all the data and then they analyze it with the Pfizer or uh, BioNTech as well. So I'm not sure in Hong Kong whether we were also uh, interested such um, an investigation, uh, I mean, uh, research, mm. um, ongoing uh, studies as well. So I, I think we should contribute to the scientific world uh, as such, because we are also rolling out the uh, mass vaccination program aiming at, uh, say, at least 5 million people vaccinated at the end of this year. As, uh, say for example, I think uh, even yesterday, um, uh, uh, Mr... Patrick Nip still say that we must, the city must pick up the pace on uh, vaccination because we are lagging behind. Yes. And Kerry Lam still said that uh, they will probably uh, further widen to everyone aged 16 or above. That is, uh, they, they really want to open up and all of a sudden, paradoxically, um, <laughs> on Wednesday, that is announced that they halt the program. And that slowing is down, uh, yeah. quite a big low to our vaccination pace. Okay. Well, we're also joined now by Dr. Henry Young, former president of the Hong Kong Doctors Union, and uh, also uh, a caller, Guy, is on the line. Guy, good morning. Good morning. I won't, yeah. say, it's yeah. I won't yeah. say it's a good morning. I won't say it's a good morning. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to get my first jab today of BioNTech. I received this at 1826 last night, a, an SMS. COVID-19 vaccination, cancellation of BioNTech vaccination bookings, rescheduling arrangement to be separately notified. Owing to packaging problem with the BioCap of BioNTech vaccine, government has suspended the administering of the vaccine on precautionary ground as requested by BioNTech and Forsan Pharma, pending completion of their investigation into the matter. Your booking for BioNTech vaccination has been cancelled and you should therefore not go to the vaccination centre. We will separately notify you of the rescheduling arrangement. Please accept our apologies for any inconvenience caused. Now, I do ask, not reply. <laughs> I've got the same yes, one. I have. Um, I was pushing or requesting uh, a friend within the information services department to find out what was going to happen. Were we going to be told, or was it all a DIY effort? And th this was the final result after a lot of pushing uh, on his behalf. Um, it's obviously a shambles. 
Um, you may have read in the international press that uh, the Carabinieri raided a BioNTech facility in, in Italy in the belief that they were hoarding vaccines there for delivery to the UK. They ended up with egg on their face. Wasn't that AstraZeneca? The 29 million doses yeah. were all for the EU and for the worldwide effort. Sorry, sorry, Guy, wasn't that, wasn't that AstraZeneca in uh, Italy? Oh, so, well, it might, okay, yes. My, my point was there <clears throat> that they, they confirmed that that facility was doing what they call fill and finish. Mm. They received bulk vaccine from Germany, um, and then they filled and finished the caps for onward distribution. Now, it is my belief that that is what BioNTech has been doing in respect of, of um, the vaccines for Hong Kong, that they've been sending bulk to Forsan Pharma, where they are filled and finished by them. Now, that, that has not been clarified, but I think a lot of people think that that is the case. And that, really, we need transparency to improve the, everybody's perception of the safety of the vaccines that we're being given. Sorry, Guy, just to, just to clarify, what, what, what's the shambles? What's wrong with the way the government has approached this? Well, I think you're the doctor who was on earlier on just, just now is explaining that. Why is it that the rest of the world doesn't seem to have a problem, and yet we do? Okay. And, um, and, and why was the, the evidence disappeared? Was it really necessary mm. to pull the plug? The other thing is, um, you, there's a lot of news going on in the background, which doesn't seem to appear in the regular press, that a, a, quite a large number of people are falling ill after receiving BioNTech vaccines. And now they've reported two deaths. And, and, but this, this is not being covered. It's not being explained. And um, is it true or is it false? And uh, if it's true, why, why isn't it more widely known and explained? If they want this uh, vaccination program to succeed, they're going to have to do a better job, I think. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Okay. But I'm now very disappointed that I can't go and get my first jab today. Uh, I had my 74th birthday the other day, and uh, I put it off until that was over. And uh, now I'm not getting it. Okay. I've not been postponed. I've not been given a new date or time. It's been cancelled. I have to start the process all over again. Okay, guys. Many, many thanks for your call. Our number is two three three eight eight two six six. Agree or disagree? Give us a, give us a call. Join the conversation. Uh, Doctor Young, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. Thank, yeah. Thanks yeah. For, for joining us. So, what do you make of the the suspension of the uh, of the um, of the program? About that. Yeah, about that. The yeah. right thing to I do. Think, I think uh, it's for whatever reason, the safety, safety, the most uh, is the most uh, uh, most important concern of the government and uh, medical professions. I think uh, we have to ask the uh, factory to look up, look into the matters uh, from our angles before we can um, continue or the, the chat again after the safety measure has been done to the to the uh, to the to the, to the vaccine. And uh, for me, for me, I think uh, both the biotech and the Sinovac are, are, are pretty pretty safe for use uh, in a normal way, yeah. And um, uh, for me, I, I'm going to receive the second jet of the Sarovac uh, today, yeah. I just received uh, the first dose 28 days ago and see what happened. 
and uh, I, 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 I have a full trust in those two vaccines, uh, after all. And uh, 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 response to those uh, mishaps, uh, <laughs> together with the vaccines, I, I just want to say that uh, we have an allergy, an allergy with those uh, uh, events that we uh, play every year with the influenza vaccine. And uh, we have been doing a lot of, uh, checking a lot of uh, uh, people uh, with influenza vaccine every year, about uh, more than a billion. And we, we have a, a lot of casualties of mishap around the people uh, every year. And we haven't taken the history of uh, whether they have received the influenza vaccine a day or a few days before that mishap. Uh, and that's why the uh, I, 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 I'm not sure whether the mishaps are really related to the uh, COVID vaccine. For me, I think there's a, uh, I believe in the experts that this mishaps are not directly with, uh, related to the COVID uh, vaccine. And for whether this is indirectly related, we take a time, a long, long, long time to establish. Sure, so, I mean, uh, for, for a time being, yeah, I mean, prior, prior to the COVID, uh, you know, if a 95-year-old went and got a flu shot and then died a few days later, it never would have made the newspapers, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, you know, one of, one of the – it is, does seem kind of strange that, the you know, these, these vaccine vials all disappeared and this is – you know, and now they've canceled all of the shots for in, in Hong Kong and Macau. Um, the, the uptake of the BioNTech, it was, was roughly 70% versus 30% for yeah, Sinovac I- this, small, this thus far? So far, and a lot more people have had Sinovac than the other. Can you switch? Can you have one of one and then one of the other? I think if uh, you haven't started the first dose, then switch. If they start the first dose, then uh, I, 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 we have to ask those experts. Actually, the University of Hong Kong is now trying to study uh, a mixture of vaccines, you know, uh, they are trying to put a research program on the first dose with the biotech and the second dose with the Sinovac. Uh, and they are like, uh, recruiting uh, young people to, to, for doing that. And I don't know that that would be the good practice. Just yeah, just on, on on what people have done so far, there's about 400, this is from yesterday, 420,000 people in Hong Kong vaccinated so far, uh, 270,000 uh, from Sinovac and about 150,000 from BioNTech. So okay, that's, so. the, that's the, uh, the, the overall uh, pattern at the moment. Uh, S simply says, isn't there a chance that some of the vials might have been slightly knocked and damaged? Uh, during transport. Uh, Alison says the UK press is reporting that Boris Johnson is considering introducing rules which require pub goers to prove that they've been vaccinated before they can enter the premises. Hong Kong should do the same for anyone who wants to enter crowded indoor spots such as restaurants, cinemas, gyms, etc. Such a policy could help us reach much needed higher levels of vaccine cover so that we can finally resort to a semblance of normality and economic recovery. That's from um, Alison. I don't Dr. Shannon, I don't recall if we, t- we, if we touched on this yesterday, but, um, you know, there is a danger, of course, when you give these advantages to uh, uh, people with um, vaccination certificates. There, there are pe- quite a lot of people, 
uh, some people who, who are not able to have a vaccination because of allergic reactions or other reasons or, you know, chronic conditions and, and so on. Um, is it fair to them? What do you think about this kind of idea of having vaccination certificates and, yeah, you would only be allowed in the restaurant if you had one, that kind of thing? I think that there's a good incentive for those uh, people getting vaccinated. I, 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 I'm, I'm really sorry for those uh, who cannot be vaccinated because of allergy reactions. But I think that this belongs to a very, very few, uh, few percentage of the population. We have to uh, sort out ways of uh, uh, bypass that they can they also enjoy the same. If, if, you know, if you have herd immunity and uh, only one or two of them inside the group is not vaccinated, that that is okay. As long as, uh, just like the, in the age homes, where we have a lot of people, old, old people who are vaccinated, and there's just a few being not vaccinated because of their particular uh, illness, that would be very good enough for them to, uh, for safety purpose. Actually, the government is trying to uh, get advantage for those uh, people who get vaccinated uh, who can, can visit the old age home nowadays. And uh, this is the first measure that the government is trying to give. Uh, okay, Dr. Chan, what, what do you think? you agree? <clears throat> yeah. Well, um, yes, I, I think um, well, this is a um, measure to uh, give incentives for people to have uh, vaccination, just like uh, the idea of vaccine passports that have been um, proposed, uh, say, all over the world, in fact. And, uh, however, of course... Uh, uh, it could not be a totally uh, fair um, exercise if you want to view from equality, uh, because uh, really it, it would depend on uh, the judgment that uh, those who have been vaccinated uh, will have more guarantee of uh, being uh, for the safety uh, not to spread infection to others. However, um, it is all clear that, of course, vaccination is not really 100% uh, proof of uh, the person vaccinated uh, really would not get infection. It is, first of all, that, um, say, for a Sinovac, it is 100% effective in preventing an, uh, a vaccinee from severe uh, infection. Uh, requiring hospitalization. And uh, for most vaccines, in fact, um, they would not prevent uh, so effectively after the uh, vaccination for those uh, asymptomatic cases and also the mild cases. So, um, so it doesn't mean that a vaccinated individual would not be uh, infected with virus uh, COVID-19. And so uh, this is something that, of course, uh, we need to consider in making the policy really implemented in, um, a, a, in a sensible way. I mean, so the, the, I, I think the, the government the, will have yeah. to think about it. The, the efficacy of the uh, BioNTech uh, is greater than that of uh, Sinovac. Uh, should you have two kinds of passports then? You have a, a gold level um, a <laughs> yeah, vaccination gold passport if you've had BioNTech and, and a bronze if you've had the Sinovac. But the, the pass, yeah, but the, the passports are really, it's, it's uh, you know, there's carrot and stick in getting people to take the virus. The carrot is like CNN reported that Krispy Kreme is offering a free donut every day to people who get the vaccine, a free donut every day for the rest of the year. But most of the ways that people are discussing is stick. It is punishing people. You're not allowed to go see grandma unless you get the vaccine. You're not allowed to travel 
uh, unless you get the vaccine. They're restricting freedom of association. They're restricting freedom of uh, of movement. Uh, you're not allowed to protest, you know, unless you can show that you've had the vaccine because of the COVID. I mean, it's 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 the, taking away all of our freedoms on mass and then letting us have them back one by one like it's a privilege. And what used to be rights are now being turned into privileges as long as you can show you've got this magic vaccine. I mean, does that does that disturb you and or bother either of you in any way? I, I don't know. In fact, I think, I think similar 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 case with a mask, a mask wearing. You know, if, if you can, you you even do not wear a mask, you can go you go out to the streets, you can head to go to public places. Just like just just like uh, you get vaccine, you can get to some places that you you, you deserve. Actually, the, if we are protected from the vaccine. Uh, uh, I, I don't know how many percentage depends on the kind of vaccines that you you have received. Actually, if you contracted the disease after you have already got the vaccine, you'll be protected from being hospitalization because the complications from the uh, contracted COVID will not be so great as you haven't been received the vaccine before. And that's, a, that's the most important part okay. of the vaccination. All right, well, we're going to take a break now for the, for the news at 9 o'clock. Thank you very much indeed, uh, Henry Young there. Dr. Young is a former president of the Hong Kong Doctors' Union. Alvin Chan will be, Dr. Chan will be uh, sticking with us. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, uh, Maglev, uh, the, this proposal floating around to uh, uh, link uh, Hong Kong to a uh, China-wide uh, network of uh, Maglev. That's the uh, ultra-high-speed train. Uh, ultra-expensive uh, as well. You might have seen them in, uh, in uh, Shanghai. Uh, what are the pros and cons? We'll be talking with Hong Wing and Tad about that. And of course, as ever, we want to hear from you. Uh, drop us a line or give us a call. The weather before the news now at nine o'clock, it's going to be mainly cloudy. Sunny periods during the day and a maximum temperature of about 25 degrees today. Sunny periods in the next few days and becoming humid during the weekend and hot during the day next week as well. 20 degrees now. Relative humidity is at 75 percent. HK. Welcome back. Bank Chats on a Friday morning, last one of the week, uh, with Andrew Work and me, Hugh Tiverton. We're talking about aspects of uh, COVID-19. We're also going to be talking later about uh, the idea of uh, linking Hong Kong uh, through uh, Maglev, through that's the uh, super fast uh, levitating trains that you might have seen in Shanghai and... I think that's just about the only place in the world they have them, isn't it? Uh, I think... Some airports. Yeah. What did I see? Like Korea maybe has something? I don't know. I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll get into it, but it's it's super interesting stuff. Okay. Uh, and uh, aspects of COVID-19 and the suspension of the vaccination program, of course, and uh, uh, beyond tech. We have with us now uh, Dr. Alvin Chan. is a paediatrician and co-chairman of the Advisory Committee of Communicable Diseases at the Hong Kong Medical Association. You are very welcome to uh, call us. We want to hear from you. And our number is 233-882. You can email backchat at rthk.hk. Lots of kind of uh, angles uh, to this. Um, okay, let's have a look at uh, some of the latest uh, emails. Um, Hugh says, Hong Kong official policy is to sweep everything under the rug when there's the slightest bit of something a little bit off. This policy is constantly being enforced. Shame, really. Um 
Jay says, why is everybody hell-bent on moving people? Hong Kong people... Are, oh, sorry, that's re- relating to Maglev. That's a good line, actually, but I'll, we'll, we'll get to that in, 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 yeah. in, in a moment. Sure. Uh, OK, uh, Alan says, Hugh expresses concern that those who cannot safely be vaccinated will be excluded from restaurants and so on. This is not a bad policy. It's not their fault, but they are more vulnerable to both catch or transmit the virus. After we reach the promised land of herd immunity, the restrictions could be relaxed. That uh, is uh, from uh, Alan. Um, Matthew says, someone mentioned on Backchat this week that there's been no statement whatsoever made by BioNTech on this Hong Kong packaging issue. Is this true? Uh, if so, this would be extraordinary and unprecedented in the history of the pharmaceutical industry. As far as I know, that comes from Matthew. I just did a quick search and uh, the I can't find the statement from BioNTech um, itself, uh, but there's a report in the New York Times uh, who are usually pretty reliable on this kind of thing, who, who do quote a sta- and do directly quote a statement from Biontech on Wednesday um, uh, saying, at this qu- quote, at this point, we have no reason to believe there is any safety risk posed to the population. Uh, and they say in a statement on Wednesday, Biontech said the batch had been sent out into Hong Kong. And uh, Macau, the company, said it was investigating the source of the problem. So it, uh, if you believe the New York Times, then there, there actually um, there was a statement. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Mike says, will the conversation related to pick your poison, brackets, which jab you choose, ever morph into I don't want to participate in this worldwide experiment? Mm. But if I still want to travel, work and socially distance and mark up. So far, the rush and fear factor of not participating isn't convincing. Forgive my dependence on science and decades of protocol this experimental use medication has ignored, ignored with respect to normal vaccine protocol. I have an idea. Open a box of vaccine, take out the precaution pages, and let's read and discuss. Does that make sense? That is from uh, Mike. Uh, Dr. Chance, you know, Mike thinks that this is still, we're talking about experimental use. We're still about, you know, talking about these things being cleared for for uh, emergency use. Uh, and he thinks that the normal protocol is being ignored. Um, that these, we simply don't know. This is simply, uh, we're in the middle of an experiment and he doesn't want to take part in the experiment. Uh, do you understand uh, Mike's point of view? Yes, of course, I understand Mike's point of view. And uh, yes, uh, to some extent, in fact, uh, even with the usual protocol, every recipient of um, any medicine or vaccines, uh, uh, it is sort of um, participating in some trial in error, ever from the start of the uh, medicine uh, use, uh, I, I think, in history. Because even in nowadays uh, practice, uh, there is a third phase trial, which uh, we have the uh, publication in internationally uh, peer-reviewed journals, and then uh, the, use, the, the, the medicine or the vaccine could be used, uh, not just for emergency use, and it could be um, uh, for use then. Uh, we still have the fourth trial, fourth phase, that is the post-marketing research. That is, even after marketing, we still have to collect all the data of use, whether there are side effects or whether long-term efficiency of it. Ten years later, 20 years later, yes, true. I think what Mike said is true. But then it doesn't mean that we are all uh, being uh, experimentally used as guinea pigs because uh, 
I think this is what uh, normally um, we have to balance the risk and the benefits of such useful medicines, such now, because last year, when all over the world, and uh, not to mention Europe, even America, and uh, even India, had been overwhelmed, the medical system had been exhausted, and the ICU beds were just not enough, and the old people were left to die. So that's why, at that stage, UK had U-turned their policy and to have the emergency use of such uh, vaccines, new vaccines, in order to stop those um, uh, people from being killed by the coronavirus and the medical system and the health system and the hospitals were all overwhelmed. And so I think we have to decide at one point that we need to do that. And we trust that, say, even in Israel, Israel, you know, is so polarized. The, the new election still perhaps might not be able to elect an unequivocal victory on one side. Then, uh, But yet their mass vaccination program, you could say that it seemed to be experimental at that stage because they started the mass vaccination in December last year. And yet for them... Um, 80% of the population had um, of the eligible uh, over 16 years of age. They get vaccinated for the first dose. Now, I would say that that is eight, 70 to 80% of such individuals, whereas for the election of the prime minister, they, they could not get beyond 60%, isn't it? So many people of the Israeli have participated in such an experiment uh, in, in Mike's term. But still, I would think that... Um, it is not really uh, risky for those people to participate in it because in the third phase published uh, data, they, uh, the, the, the safety profile is still acceptable. And now for the application of their so-called fourth phase uh, research uh, trials, their efficiency is just like the third phase with 95% success efficiency. And mm. then for the side effects, they just didn't report any extra uh, side effects as mentioned in the first three phases, three phases. So I, I would expect that um, this is still uh, quite a safe and successful development of the vaccine in okay. our mankind history. Sure. And yeah, just like our Professor Yun Kwok Yung, uh, he is now also venturing a new endeavor to develop a life attenuated uh, respiratory intake uh, vaccine that is by, by sniffing. And, and, and that is another big step. And uh, we need to. Have what, what's the advantage of that? Like what, what no difference no, no that injection make? required. Inhaled. Uh, no injection required. It's for a nasal spray. Makes it easier. Spray. Yeah. And, and then it, it is supposed to be uh, more stable. Uh, I mean, for, for those variations, for the mutation. Uh, that can even prevent the mutant viruses uh, that now could jeopardize the efficiency of the current vaccine. Okay, yeah, so we, I, we, I think we, that is useful. Okay, because we, yes. we, we've got an email on that. Jay says, we've been talking about vaccines quite a long time now, probably six months. Has the virus mutated or more advanced now? So the vaccines aren't up to date, then your uh, effectivity may not be as strong. So those are the new variations, aren't they, that we've been... Uh, that we've been reading about and some uh, some of the vaccines seem to work with some of them and some don't um, or we don't have yeah. any evidence on, on, on some of them um, Paul 
Uh, Paul Zimmerman says uh, unequal treatment for those vaccinated and those who are not is temporary until there is herd immunity. A vaccine passport would show the different inoculations you received. Countries would, will continue to set their own customs, immigration and quarantine rules. Mm. Um, I had one when I was a kid. Yeah. Did you, did you, have, you must have had one when you were a kid, Hugh. It's like all the tetanus and all this kind of stuff that you might have gotten. Or polio? No, polio was already done by then. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I had one. Uh, it wasn't used for travel. Didn't use it for travel. Yeah, but we yeah. had sort of a, yeah, something. Unless you wanted to go to Mal- Africa or somewhere, you had to get malaria shots. Yeah, and I have had those for travel too. Mm-hmm. Yellow fever, I think it was. Yeah, oh, wow. in, yeah. in Hong Kong. An interesting place. Old school. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Leslie Ann says, uh, what is wrong with the Hong Kong government? Uh, if the current batch of vaccines have packaging problems, then why don't they simply put them aside and use another batch? This would enable the program to continue, especially if the vaccines have not found to be defective. That comes uh, from uh, Leslie Ann. Can, uh, can I answer that? Yeah. The batch is 700,000 doses, so it came en masse to Hong Kong and Macau. That's, I mean, everybody got that one batch so mm. i mean that, that that's part of the answer is there, there is no second batch it's not like they come in batches of 100 or 200 it's like literally 700,000 in that batch so that's mm. what that's what we got but, but yeah that- i think uh, the government should discuss with biontech about this measure that is uh like leslie has said if the government also concurs that there's no problem with the vaccine itself no no safety problem and all those have been vaccinated with the first batch of problematic bios the, all those vaccinees are safe so that means that the vaccine itself has no problem then they should negotiate with the biotech that the second batch that had arrived untouched they should be used and see if there were any problems again. If the person they concluded has been safe, then if there are any new problems, any more bios that have been cracked, any cover that have been unsteady, or any spilling uh, over of the vaccine when they release the pressure, then I, I think they would instantaneously report to the um, uh, company and the uh, problematic bio should not be disposed immediately, but they should be carefully studied, mm. uh, photographed, and returned to BioNTech for study. Yeah. Then I think we could contribute to science in such a way. Mm. Okay, um, Alan says, stop vaccine Nazism. Uh, if I don't want to take the vaccine, it's my right. If I want, uh, that's my right too. Stop vilifying those who don't want to take this genetic therapy because that's what this is. That comes uh, from uh, Alan. Well, Alan, you don't have to take the vaccine. Not yet. You, well, this, this is what I'm saying is that the, the, free, the, the freedoms are all being wiped out one by one and then given back piecemeal as, you know. We'll see but I have to clarify, this is not genetic therapy. The vaccine, the mRNA would not get into the nucleus and would not touch the DNA and would not be a genetic therapy. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Uh, Dan says, um, I was among the first to get the BioNTech jab on March the 10th. The second jab is scheduled for next Wednesday, March the 31st. A friend who works in the healthcare field tells me the second shot will indeed be given as scheduled. Is this true? That comes from Dan. Uh, well, that's, the Biontech is just suspended at the moment, Dan. If you mean the Biontech, if you don't mean Sinovac, he's talking about the second shot. Will they still yeah. be given the second shot, Doctor Chan? Well, um, I, I think for the second shot uh, could be taken 
uh, within 42 days uh, of the first jab. So uh, we still have time. And the government and the company could come up to a conclusion that has solved the conundrum now. Uh, I, I think uh, I don't think they would uh, procrastinate beyond uh, three weeks. So I, I think there could still be time for the second uh, shot for uh, BioNTech. Uh, yet, uh, if we decide to shift to Sinovac on the second dose, then we create another problem of uh, no scientific data so far to allow such a swift. If, uh, if so, uh, then we enter into another uh, dispute. Then uh, would this be uh, putting our citizens uh, in experiments because uh, this has not been confirmed a scientific practice? Yes, we can say that all these uh, 160,000 vaccinees could become the subjects of experiments of the first and second and third uh, phase trial in using mixed combination of uh, vaccines Oof. in the two-dose regime. But then I, I doubt people would agree to be the subjects of such uh, an experiment. Yeah, people got so the BioNTech because they wanted wait. the BioNTech. <laughs> They're not going to switch the Sinovac for the second one. They don't want the Sinovac. Okay. Uh, John, John in an email says, uh, the government has announced that vaccines from two batches have been received in Hong Kong. Only one of the batches has been found to be defective. The other one remains available for use and, in my opinion, should be used uh, forthwith. That uh, is from uh, John. So thank you very much indeed uh, for that. Uh, Alan says, uh, Paul Zimmerman supporting vaccine passports. It like, it's like we're going back to the 1940s when Nazis forced Jews to have a yellow star on them. Uh, it's from uh, Alan. Thank you very much indeed uh, for that. And thank you very much indeed to uh, everyone who uh, asked questions and uh, commented and joined the discussion uh, this morning uh, and indeed this week. One comment on Facebook. Um, Jess says, "Where uh, can we just get clarification on the point touched on by Guy? Where are the vials filled? BioNTech facility in Germany or Fosun Pharmaceutical? I think we just don't know that at the moment. No. Uh, we'll see if we can uh, if, if an answer emerges uh, from the uh, study. Uh, thank you very much indeed uh, to uh, Dr. Chan, uh, Alvin Chan, is a paediatrician, co-chair of the advisory committee of communicable diseases at the Hong Kong Medical Association. Thank you very much indeed. Hugh, have you gotten the Pfizer people in on the? We have Pfizer's big office in Hong Kong." Have they been invited on the show yet? Uh, no, I've never seen them quoted. I've we never seen them quoted get, anywhere. Get them on the show at all? Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, talking of um, getting people uh, on the show, uh, Simon says, "Thank you for answering my query on why the Myanmar topic was dropped from the program last week." I note the content of my email was edited to remove reference of national security law, reporting restrictions, and government representatives. I trust this was due to brevity rather than content. It was. Uh, you stated that the planned interviewee was uncontrolled contactable last Thursday. Have you managed to contact the individual in the week since or just decided to move on to other topics such as feral cattle and maglev? Looking forward to the end of the pandemic to see what safe news stroke discussion topics will be used to fill the void left by COVID. Maybe the patriotic DAB takeover of RTHK. That is uh, from Simon. Uh, Simon, yeah, I'll be interested to see what we're going to be talking about as well. Because um, I don't know. To be honest, the, the main issue at the moment is just is finding people who are willing to talk about political issues uh, at all. Um, uh, one side, for whatever reason, uh, is very reluctant to, to join, and the other side are mostly uh, under arrest. Uh, so it puts us in rather a, a, a tricky position, but we will certainly be returning to uh, Myanmar. Uh, and in fact, the um, 
uh, uh, yeah, and we'll be getting some new new voices as well among the co-hosts as well that you might you might find of interest mm. to uh, stir it up a little bit. Um, finally, today uh, we wanted to uh, talk about, as I mentioned, about uh, uh, Maglev um, with this uh, suggestion that um, uh, Hong Kong join a nationwide uh, network of uh, these uh, ultra high speed uh, trains. Uh, you may have experienced them uh, in Shanghai. Hi. Uh, a couple of contrasting uh, emails to um, set us off. Uh, give us a shove. Uh, Jay says, why is everyone hell-bent on moving people? Hong Kong people are tired all the time. They want to work near to where they live. They don't want to travel and spend their salary to one or two new economic zones. Every day, all work and travel, no play, makes Hong Kong lousy boys. Old job creation for the cowboys at extortionate cost to the public and an ego trip for Hong Kong politics. That is from Jay. And then, by contrast, Jim H says, I was fortunate to have rode on the 30th of June 1997 the first through train from Beijing to Hong Kong. That trip took 29 hours. The current high-speed rail takes about 9 to 10 hours, I believe. I would love to ride the first Beijing to Hong Kong maglev trip in my lifetime. Speed is money. That is uh, from Jim. Well, we join now. Jim is aware of airplanes, right? <laughs> I mean, everybody's like, ooh, only nine hours. I can still take a flight for half that time. Uh, we're joined now by uh, Hung Win Tat, uh, 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 honorary associate uh, professor at uh, the Hong Kong University Civil Engineering Department, honorary fellow of the Society of Transportation Studies. Uh, Mr. Hung, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for, for joining us uh, once again. As I say, there is this, the Vice Minister, uh, Wang Jiqing, uh, says that we will introduce the high-speed maglev train to Hong Kong as soon as possible so the city can ride on the express train of the mainland's uh, development. Uh, is I, I that a good idea? A I take it as a vision. It always mm. is a good idea as an option of flying mm -hmm. in the aircraft. People scare of flying. I mean, some people. They would prefer taking train. Um, currently, the high-speed train is the, I think one of your uh, listeners was talking about um, it reduced from 20 hours to about 10 hours. I, it happened that I took one time from Beijing to Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. It's about 10 hours. Really. Why did you do that? Why? Yeah, why, not just, uh, why didn't you just take a flight on that occasion? Because I, could, uh, I, uh, I have to come back to Hong Kong. couldn't book a flight that uh, come into Hong Kong in time. So that is why. Okay. It happens. <laughs> sure. Sure. I mean, and China, you know, there's China, always yeah. uh, air, con air control in Beijing in any, any cities in uh, mainland China. You never true. be able to be big. Hmm. Yeah, true. They, they do have a problem there because they restrict so much of the aerospace. You know, this uh, net list chain definitely is a strong competitor uh, with the aircraft. And the, I believe that the carrying capacity would be only a little bit. Uh, more than the aircraft. At the, at the most, I think they can only uh, pull about five cars. The one that in operation in Shanghai, if I remember widely, I, I had the experience a number of times, it's just two-car train. So just like a uh, monorail type of um, small train. So the carrying capacity is not as big as the high-speed rail or a normal rail. 
uh, when we're talking about high-speed rail, we're talking about if one train can carry thousands mm-hmm. of passengers compared to we are talking about a few hundred of passengers in the lift train. So I believe that it would be an option for travelers. They can't replace the traditional train. The, the good thing about the high-speed thing, of course, is high-speed is 600 kilometers or above. Actually, Japan had uh, very uh, advanced technology uh, in high-speed train and also this lift train a little bit uh, ahead of uh, China. Um, when the Minister of Transport in Beijing mentioning it, I think they have just completed an experimental one of a phototype. So I believe that it, it would still take time because the first one that they are talking about is from Shanghai to Hangzhou. Then from Shanghai to uh, Beijing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think if you're talking about coming down to Hong Kong, it would be I would believe uh, talking about that case, at least one decade, if not two decades. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you know, new new technology like this um, isn't always there. Isn't always kind of a logical progression, is there? You think of something like the like the Concorde. Uh, which was sure. sort of technologically advanced, but seemed to have been a dead end. Because it, uh, it was an economic dead end. Because it was an economic dead end. Fantastically and, expensive to operate. Yeah, yeah. Um, isn't that, I mean, maglevs, you've got to build a very expensive track, is that right? And you've got to have, uh, I was just looking at some stories, you've got to have special substations, that, they, that you know, the electricity supply yeah. is, is very kind of, it's very, very expensive. Yeah, that's they, that's they why they only have very expensive. short tracks. Yeah. They have to be uh, exclusive track. Hmm. No other train can go on the same track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unlike the high-speed rail, for certain sections, you can have shared track. Yeah. Okay, and then you carry so many people, I mean, a lot more than the lift, than, than the mat lift that we are talking about. Is it, is it then better, so, you know, in short, in short bursts for things like, yeah, airport to city centre uh, and things like that, rather than... I think they are planning for running long distance because um, they're talking about competing with aircrafts, and that is the, the, the edge. I mean, they travel nearly at the speed, average speed, of an aircraft. You're talking about over 600 kilometers per hour, right? So from point to point, they probably be better than the aircraft because they can directly enter the city center. So... Um, well, I believe that it is just a uh, alternative to the air class. Yeah, but I mean, but can they enter the city center? We've we've got our new high speed rail in Hong Kong, and they had to put it kind of off to the side. And I mean, any any gains in speed of the train have been wiped out by the location of the stations. If you actually want to get to the city center, I would believe that the location definitely better than the airport because the airport. Uh, the 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 main thing is the the airport has to occupy a big, large piece of land. Yes. But for, for this um, map lift, they're short trains, they're not long trains. The only concern is the uh, electromagnetic field, and that uh, strong magnetic field, some research uh, talking about the impact on human health, 
just like any of the um, uh, power stations, big tower, you know, and, uh, they they have the network under the sort of electric uh, big cable network. A lot of research talking about there may be, you know, cancer concern, that sort of thing. I mean, I mean, no, if you if you want to get it downtown, you you know, you've really got to build a tunnel. Uh, is yeah. that right? And that's very expensive. That's why the you express rail link was so straight. expensive. As you can see, it's travelling at 600 and over per hour. It's a very high speed. Can you do that you in a tunnel? It's a very strict section. And then you have to have an exclusive, totally exclusive, no external objects can fall into the track. Mm. So, yeah, you, you may be right. The, the strict forward thing... Either would be underground or above ground, it would be elevated. Mm. So, the, uh, currently, the Shanghai one is an elevated, just yeah. like a monorail type thing. So, you, you build it up there, it is all yours, so you can travel at the speed that you want. Yeah, I mean, you want to you develop a new quantum computer, even send people to the moon. It's expensive. Uh, <laughs> But it doesn't take up a lot of space. It's not. It's not economically and legally complex. You want to put in a new high-speed rail. God, the amount of land that you have to take up for the the track between the two, you know, the two stations is is legally complex because you've got to displace everybody that's in between you, and and get control of that property. Uh, I mean, it, it, it. You know, this is part of what adds to the cost and make it. You know, and then and then you expect a return on it, which you wouldn't with developing quantum computers well, some or a moonshot like or something. Because uh, time is money, as you know, business people, they would be willing to pay it. As you say, crush the time to Beijing from, say, uh, 10 hours, I would believe that it is talking about five hours. I mean, uh, the current high-speed rail, we're talking about 300 kilometers uh, per hour. And mm. this one is talking about 600 kilometers per hour. Well, they're, they're talking about knocking 20 minutes off the time of the train from Guangzhou to Hong Kong, which, I mean, for, for the fantastic expense it would involve, uh, this is 20 minutes yeah, really? Yeah, if, if the distance is too short, it is meaningless. Because yeah. uh, you have to uh, accelerate to that speed. You, mm. that you travel a, a distance already, and then you decelerate. Again, when you approach a station. So if the distance is too short... It, it has no benefit. I mean, uh, very little benefit. Go big so you or have go to home. Travel long distance to yeah. make it worthwhile. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Jim, uh, this is Jim H, uh, says, in Hong Kong it takes me an hour to reach the airport from my home. I must arrive two to three hours prior to my three-and-a-half-hour flight, uh, uh, then uh, half an hour to downtown Beijing. You do the maths. I presume he's flying from... from uh, from wherever Hong Kong to Beijing, yeah, there is all that extra time, isn't there? In travelling to airports, getting back from the airports to downtown, Security. and the and the two and two to three hours, you've got to be there in advance and everything like that. So the train has that advantage as well, doesn't it? All trains have that advantage. Yeah, trains uh, definitely carry more people. But talking back to this MacLeaf, I believe that it is some sort of um, strategy to to formulate the the travelling. This mat lift would form a Ming Chung, just like our Ming Chung row, so it's just higher speed. And then it would fit into uh, ordinary high-speed rail, which covers. Now, China is the only country building the entire network of high-speed rail. Other countries just build one line, right? So 
they would um, look like a web. In the middle, there would be a trunk. The trunk would be much farther fit to the web, and the web fit into the local chains. So that sort of strategy, I think it, um, I agree that it, it is more per, per passenger. It is more energy efficient than the aircraft. Mm. Yeah. Well, Hong Kong, many, many thanks for, for, for joining us uh, this morning, uh, fellow of the Hong Kong Society of Transportation Studies. Just a couple of emails to wind up on vaccine uh, issues. G says, could we please be given some hard facts about deaths or severe side effects within specific periods after vaccination in other countries, irrespective of whether they are attributed by experts to the vaccination or not, and any ongoing research? Clearly, vaccine manufacturers may not be interested in carrying out the research. Could it be that we might learn something about the efficacy of improving public health systems and annual health checkups? That's uh, from uh, G. Uh, Mike is back. He says new COVID cases are dropping really fast. So why the rush? Thanks very much indeed uh, for uh, all those uh, comments, uh, one and all. Um, uh, Andrew, thank you very much indeed. My pleasure for being in here, Hugh, today. And can I, can I get a word about our lead news story today? What's that? It's uh, about the money going to Canada. It comes from a big Reuters investigation, and my wife's in the story. But she's not under as Mrs. Work, so people have to guess who she is. She's been – oh, okay. <laughs> she's, she's quoted in that big story. I saw it in my, my high tide when I came in this morning, but it's in the big Reuters story that's all about this money going to Canada. And uh, my wife's got to mention it. Actually, I know a lot of people in there because it's Canada, but, you know. Okay. Yeah, all right. yeah so that's kind of cool. Look out for that. Yeah. Uh, and the weather, mainly cloudy. Sunny periods during the day. Temperatures up to about 25 degrees. The outlook, sunny periods in the next few days. Becoming humid during the weekend and hot during – during the day next week. 20 degrees now, humidity 74%. Have a good weekend. The government is providing free COVID-19 vaccination for all residents. Priority groups include those who are highly susceptible to infection or have increased risk. You can book online. Vaccination is being offered at community vaccination centers in 18 districts, hospitals, and designated clinics in phases. Outreach service at care homes is also provided. Protect yourself and others. Get Book at covidvaccine.gov.hk. 9.34, the news with Samantha Butler. The Foreign Ministry has announced sanctions against the United Kingdom over what it said were lies and disinformation about the situation in Xinjiang. In a statement, it said it targeted four entities and nine individuals, banning them from entering Chinese territory and having dealings with Chinese citizens and institutions. It follows a coordinated set of sanctions from the United States, the European Union, Britain and Canada against Beijing over what they called human rights violations.